Greetings, shopmates, and welcome to Tinkering Bells, a show about DIY, design, and all things hands-on. The sky's the limit as we talk props, metalwork, woodwork, cosplay, leather, electronics, and so much more. I'm Tamara Robertson, your host, so strap on your tool belts because we're about to get into some skill sharing, y'all. Today, I'm going to be joined by a maker who has made a name for herself in the technical cosplay hacker and Lego scene. Now, I don't want to give away too much, but this maker is doing some really cool integrations of tech with her human form. So if that doesn't make you want to stick around and hear more, then you might be at the wrong podcast. But first, let's go ahead and have our tech talk of the day. We're going to be covering a wide array of things. But one item of definite note is that this maker is a card-carrying member of the Lego fandom. So let's back it up. Where did Lego get its start? Lego blocks originated in the Boulogne, Denmark workshop of Ole Kirk Christensen, who began making wood toys in 1932. He named his company Lego after the Danish phrase legat, meaning play well. Since then, these bricks have saturated the culture of childhood throughout much of the world. They were inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame in 1998, and they were named the Toy of the Century in 2000. But I know what you're thinking. You said he started a wood toy company. That's right, because it wasn't until 1949 that Lego would produce its first plastic brick, a precursor to its signature brick with the interlocking studs on the top and the tubes on the bottom. It was patented in 1958 by Christensen's son, Godric Kirk. Now this basic Lego brick has remained the same since it was patented. And it's this simple child-friendly design that has been credited with the toy's longevity. Now Legos quickly caught on throughout Europe and in 1968, the very first Legoland opened in Beland. Wanting to offer more though, the company launched in 1969, the Duplo line of larger bricks for younger children because they were finding that they were having trouble handling the regular Lego bricks. And nine years later, in 1978, they even introduced the minifig. Yep, that's right. The smiling yellow humanoids that have become a regular presence in the Lego fandom and themed playsets that we all know and love. Now, Legos have been used for so many things through the generations. As a maker, perhaps the most notable items that I have come across are a fully functional knitting machine, which was made by Thomas Johnson, a functional air conditioner complete with valves, compressor, and working fan. And there's been numerous replications of very famous landmarks. It is incredible what people come together and build with Lego. Well, that's it for your tech talk. As always, you can join in on the conversation with my maker friends and me on the Tinkering Bells Instagram and Twitter pages. Just search for Bells Tinkering, hit follow, and share your DIY adventures together with us. Have a tool you want to learn about? Let me know, and it may be featured in a future episode. Tell us what you liked, what you hated, or possibly even what we missed. So now we're going to be getting into the main event, and I'm so excited to introduce you to our next maker. So drum roll, please. Presenting Amy Dansby. Amy, thanks for joining me. How are you? Yay. 
<laughs> so, Amy, where can people find you? What should they know about you? What's going uh, on? On the internet? On the internet. So, my name is Amy. You can find me on the internet under amydd.com. Uh, Twitter, Instagram is under amydd. I primarily do everything for cosplay, electronics, Lego, um, metalwork, anything that's in the maker category. Anything with dangerous tools. Legit maker here. I like it. This is a new thing. Tinkering Bills is brand new, and Amy is here to help me shake out the, like... Add the electronics to the... <laughs> <laughs> Add the electronics, shake off the mothballs. That's not right. Shake off the dust. Cobwebs? Cobwebs. We're getting rid of the cobwebs. But you've been doing stuff with leather already. I have. Well, yeah. No, no, but the podcast is brand new. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's because, like, we were talking, I was like, man, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I'm like, it's all, like, dudes. Not that, I mean, I love the podcasts I do listen to, but I'm also like, uh, I made this wall, like, you have your wall, and I'm like, dude, I have some badass friends. I want to show off their work, and I know that we got started talking, you're like, I have some badass friends that are girls that, I'm like, you should just travel around the world and interview them. Yeah, I actually, you know, I got approached at WorkbenchCon by a bunch of really amazing female makers. And they basically were like, hey, can you start a podcast that's about women makers? Again, no no hate or shade towards the boys. I love what you guys are doing. I love watching you do it. But <laughs> we, you know, we have some we have some different needs, you know. I, especially as a five-foot builder, have a lot of tool needs that other people don't have. I need the mini tools, you know, I need the ones that fit nicely. Um, I also am more prone to use the thigh clamps, foot clamps, and all the other body clamps to be able to hold things in place. So I think also like time. Like shop talk, we were talking about like, uh, I have trouble like on the metal lathe still changing the chuck sometimes or like real talk, like we were discussing like shop brawl to have like a sports Brawls. brawl that you wear. Yes. And I, that doesn't, that's not a normal conversation I get to have, but like those are also ones that I'm like, I don't Super really have, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have too many other friends that I normally like talk about be like, Hey, what type of sports bra do you wear in the shop to make sure like everything's safe and secure? I mean, you talk about wearing your hair up, but I mean... For real, though. Protect everything. <laughs> I actually got into the habit of wearing an extra hairband when I was on Mythbusters The Search. And Just to like, put your... To actually put Tracy's up. I would run up behind her because oh. someday she would forget one and she would be just trying to make do and then she would wear an extra and she would get me too. Y'all didn't so. have hair and makeup, right? So, no, gosh, so no. uh, on Lego Masters, we had hair and makeup, right? Thank goodness. That's why we <laughs> That's why we looked amazing. I think the Mythbusters fans wish that we had hair and makeup. Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited. Do, do, do. Okay, so now if you need to think, you let me know. But if not, I can ask you some questions during our downtime. Well, let's figure out what we're going to do first. Okay, we're going to figure out what we're going to do. You're the worst. You're just as bad I'm, as Squirrel as me and I Crystal. I am total Squirrel. Are you okay? Did you cut yourself? There, to find surprisingly, it. a Band-Aid right in front of you. There will be blood. It's like it knew. I also have alcohol wipes. I've been doing this really cool thing where because I'm scarring up this uh, tabletop, what I do is I fill it in with orange when I do. So if you scratch your tabletop, don't feel that. Just fill it in with orange. I'm smelling the brown. I'm just huffing the leather. It smells so good. So like this little book one, I, I cut with the laser because you can see, actually see where it's burned. And then the holes I did do by hand with like the punch. And then sure I, you can do holes by laser. Though. Yes. That I, I, which I learned after and that is what I do now. Okay. 
This is the Marauders map and I made a course out of this and I um, rastered this on leather with my laser cutter. So can I ask, there's like a, um, a really cool like faint shadowing. Was that That's like... all on the laser. So it was part of the actual image that the laser... Yes, it picks nice. up. It's like a DPI setting like on an, like an image. It picks it up because you can tell this is the actual color piece of the leather, right? So um, you can tell where like this image... This was actually a test piece. I didn't like this one. You can kind of see right here where I tried to split the image. Do you see that line? Yeah. But the laser even picked up this accurate, like a like a piece of paper. Yeah, I noticed that because I was showing um, I was showing this actually to uh, a friend of mine, George, and I was like, these. I was like, I think the shadowing is actually like from it's where the, the laser. paper, like the laser, yep. got it all. Like, yep. So cool, though. I still think my this is so my. Favorite. Yeah, the one that's got the writing on it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, the oil treated leathers are gorgeous. So and and for this, this was already treated, and then you burned it like is this did you cut like is that just what color the, the leather is inside of it is that why it's like a lighter brown so no it's just burning so like um mm. if you don't want the like the burns to be as dark you can wet the leather um because remember when you're literally the laser like it smells like burn flesh like it smells it smells no it smells terrible oh. and it's not no like Ew, it's, burn flesh. it's not a good smell but um kind of like a like a branding iron when you brand a cow is this a similar smell i've never done that but i imagine it would be because it smells terrible <laughs> from the south <laughs> but it's definitely so it's it's burned like that some people you can put like a like a masking tape over it so like some of the acrylics when you cut on with a laser you do that to avoid like char up I guess oh. is what it's like. I want to get a laser for these reasons if yes. I get a glow forge that's will I, I be able to do these things yes on that's it? what I have I've, you have a glow forge uh, yep. uh, we had a glow forge on junior and I loved it I love yeah. the glow forge team too they're just really awesome guys yes I love my laser Fire the lasers. Fire the lasers. <gasps> Laser sharks. Uh, oh, that's funny. I also have letters. I'm going to pound some letters. So we can, um, I feel like that's like a Miss Frizzle, like pound the alphabet. <laughs> Let's pound the alphabet. Pound it. <laughs> Do you know I got a lot of my leather tools are actually clay tools that I bought and they were cheaper by buying them as clay tools instead of leather. So, um, so I think I told you I use a lot of the, um, for like my resins, I will use like the silicone brush because the silicone won't like stick to the resin, but the makeup brushes are so cheap. They're so much cheaper than the actual like, ah. you can get like a set for like five bucks on Amazon. Hear that guys? Go get some makeup brushes. See, you listen makeup. to the ladies, you get yeah. cheaper versions of your tools. So man. I remember when I posted about that and like, I was like, hey, I'm using this for 3D printing gloop. And like all the 3D printing guys were like, oh, what, you're using the silicone makeup brushes? I was like, Cute. I was like, little do you know. This Okay, so are you still thinking? Or can I ask you a question? Yeah, you can ask it. Or can make it like a Valkyrie style. <gasps> I'm obsessed with Valkyries. I really want to do a Valkyrie cosplay. Costume. Yeah, I've seen some awesome. You can ask me questions while I'm looking at this. I'm like, you're going to ask everyone the same questions? Um, I'm going to have like kind of a basis of questions to go with. And then um, the conversation just goes wherever the conversation goes. Bananas. Bananas. We're going to have a lot of bananas. I'm a cross-country relay runner, and bananas are the only way that I keep going. I had a lady in South Carolina ask me if I owned a monkey. Because it turns out you can own a monkey. Well, okay, so the law neither says that you can or cannot own a monkey in South Carolina. So as long as no one says anything. Texas, you can have tigers, so. <gasps> that they eat so much meat, though. What would you 
do with a tiger? There's, there's, Who has a tiger? In there's like Texas? a rescue place. It's called like Insync Exotics or something. Does Justin Timberlake own that? Uh, no, but it's uh. So I didn't know like when tigers pee, they don't pee like a like a dog or like you know they're squatting, they squirt. So oh, it's um, like when a cat marks. Yes. Right? Okay. So I guess I didn't know. So I was like taking a, and you can get like arms distance to these tigers, and so I like bent down, was taking pictures, and this like tiger, she didn't like it. She was mad. Anyway, she peed on me. So, like, the camera was right here, and it went, like, right in front of my face, so it went, like, around me, but it, like, oh, it's still, I'm, like, I've been feed on by a tiger. My friend's, Maybe like. Maybe she liked you a lot, and she wanted to keep you. No, I think they're probably, ter- they're territorial. Oh, she's, I don't like, know. this it was, is my shit, man. That was a very weird, how do we get off on that tangent? I don't know, but Something I do also minute. want to do a little preface that um, Tinkering Bells is a grown-up show. Oh. Um, it is not specifically made for kids if you decide to share it with your little ones that that is your prerogative. Um, but uh, things like being peed on by tigers might happen. <laughs> we won't get too vulgar, but it is a it is a grown-up show. So just as a preface now, going into this. We're makers in quarantine. It's gonna be makers <laughs> in we are two female <laughs> makers in, in quarantine. <laughs> and we are talking with our lady friends about building and making and using our aggression in useful ways. Our, our aggression. Our aggression. <laughs> like peeing on Amy's camera. Aww. <laughs> Poor tiger. Look at this. I want to show you one thing. This is like a very exciting These thing. are from Matter Hackers. Those are from Matter Hackers. Um, I did not misappropriate fills from the last space and 3D printing event. That is not where those came from. <laughs> but I did misappropriate this guy. Oh my. That's. He's super cute, though. It's really trippy. His head is moving. I never recognized that his head moved. Um, this is from the Clippers Sci Fest event. I had one little kid that wanted that tried to convince me that I was the Pennywise girl. You know, the redhead girl from. Oh it. my god! Yeah. And he's like, he's like, you were on Mythbusters and Pennywise. And I'm like, no, I was on Mythbusters. And he's like, and Pennywise. And I'm like, nope. And he's like, yep. He's like, you can tell me you were on uh, Pennywise. Oh and I'm God. like, I was not on Pennywise. He's like, it I was promise. you. It was the cutest thing. Okay, where's those NeoPixels? What's a NeoPixel? Oh, NeoPixel is a RGB addressable LED. So they usually have a ground, battery, uh, data in. I'm trying to figure out where the ones that you had went. These? Is this up? Um, no. I specifically pulled them out. Oh, they're right here. What I love is I can just ask you a question and you just know the answer. I hope. Because I'm like, uh, do you want me to Google it? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) If not, there's a very, very wise place. It's called the internet. Yes, I explained this to little kids, actually. There were some questions they asked me and I'm like, hmm. And I'm like, how about we do what grown-ups do and go to the Google? You go to the Google. Go to the Google. Okay. Clippers Sci Fest was really fun because I was there from like 6 a.m. Towards the end of the night, my answers about superhero science get really punchy because I do this thing where if you ask me a question, you get a free autograph, but you gotta ask me a question about superheroes. And so I had this one little girl ask me why I thought Iron Man decided to become a superhero. And I told her, well, Tony Stark is driven by money, so I feel like if you were Tony Stark and you had developed an Iron Man suit, the best way to get publicity and to sell more suits is to fly it around the country and pretend like it's saving people. And she just kind of looked at me, and her dad just started shaking his head like, yeah. And I was like, come on, it's Tony Stark. We all know he's driven by money. I said, in the end, he cared. But in the beginning, money. And the little girl's just like, okay. But to be fair, I was honest. And that's all you can be in life, is honest. 
Is that mm. what I was doing? Do you need me to cut it further? No, I'm just thinking of your, uh, like, your argument about that. I mean, it's the best publicity ever. It's kind of like having a sponsored message, right? Except for normally, Tony Stark, as the designer of the technology, would have sponsored someone else to wear the suit. But, again, Tony Stark is also vain. So, in addition to getting money, Yeah, but he's he true to character. He's what? He's true. No, he's totally true to character. I love it. So what's on your like home bench right now, like in your shop? What are you What are you working on? My, at home these my days? projects. Yeah, like, well, what's the big one you're working on that you're like, oh, when I go home, I can't wait to like bust this out again. Mm, I've inherited a five-axis like CNC machine. Nice. So really, just like strong, stable parts and. Because normally everything I do is some type of like additive manufacturing, like 3D printing is creating something for nothing, where like subtractive manufacturing is um, like carving it out. So you have a block already there and it's chipping away what's existed. But with five axis uh, machine milling, it's interesting because you kind of have to plan your tool path because as you start to chip away, some of the outer pieces become more weak. So it's kind of like just problem solving. I also have like an infinite number of costume projects and what's the next cosplay you want to do um really something probably from cyberpunk i want to make so i have like rfid chip implants in my hands and i want to be able to write data and create like a rfid antenna in my costume so when i touch my costume it lights up and it follows like my hand so you can see the interactive of like the chip implant because i think sometimes people don't understand what the chip implants in my body can do so that was like that would be really cool like visual representation that does sound really cool <laughs> like when you say follows my hand what do you mean like your you'll be like a so the, wizard that's like got like a wand going or? so i'll have like the leds all in my body suit and i'll have um i'll make like an rfid reader or nfc reader in the body suit and whenever since the chip implant is in my hand whenever my hand is near that part of the body suit that's that what that's what will light up oh cool so i'm hoping that'll be like a a good representation. Ooh, is this something I eat? No, I already printed that. Oh, this is. <laughs> I thought you just gave me a Twizzler. Oh my god! And you just gave me a really cool. This is really cool. I had some of these when I did because I did a Dolores from Westworld. <gasps> and um. I Dolores. Oh yeah, I remember that was an amazing cosplay. And it did. I, remember I did being it. Like, the... You look like you're actually a blonde. What's uh, going on? I did like I wore that at uh, the Renaissance Fair, and I was like, oh, it was so funny. I, was I like, need, I need to do. I really wanted to do a Maeve cosplay because uh, I'm obsessed with which, Maeve. Which uh, wear brothel Maeve? Brothel Maeve, yeah. the conversion dress. Yeah. I want to make the convertible dress. Do so, like the high low. The high low. That, so un, that have you watched? Are you watching season her. two, Westworld, or I season three? Watched it yet. I haven't watched. Oh it my god, they ha she has this we dress. So like, she has this dress. It looks like a formal thing, and she pulls it down, and it turns into this formal gown. I'm like, yep. I'm making that. Yes. Yeah, that's perfect. It's kind of like Wonder Woman. She's, um, my sister-in-law is, her mother is from Jamaica and her father is French. So um, I had never experienced any of this, like dressing as another character or gender or anything like that until with her. So we did um, X-Men, I did Jean Grey, and she did uh, Storm. And it's a controversial topic, but why, I don't know for whom. 
I don't know if that's even something you want to like, if you want to talk about, but she did. I have talked about that with her. About doing um, different ethnicities? Yeah, so I also want to do Enfra's Nest from um, Solo, Han Solo. But when I look at, like, if I, I just think she's uh, like a bad, like, I just think she's a badass. And that never crossed my mind that she's not like a, in, of like my same skin color. I love that care. I love the costume, the details. That's how I feel about Maeve. Like, so I love Westworld. Like, I, like I've done Science of Westworld at all, I, actually at all the major cons. And when is Jurassic getting, Park going to be in it? Getting to do this finally has been like, like getting to do a cosplay for it has been a really big dream. Like that convertible dress, my goodness, her, her dress for the brothel is absolutely gorgeous. And the fact that you can just convert it and it's like goes from having a petticoat to being a little sexy, sexy. Like I just, I want to make it. I want to make it because as a, as a wardrobe designer, it's a great challenge. And then as a character lover, she is phenomenal. Um, so I, it is a conversation I want to have, you know, my, I think what I want to do is I want to see if maybe, um, maybe if like Alicia Marie would talk to me about it. I don't know. Um, I'd love to get her on the show and just talk to her about cosplaying in general. But I feel like she's done, she's very well cross-played um, and cosplayed anyone and everyone. Yeah. She's covered it's aliens, just... every race, every gender. I feel like she could talk to us about it and make us know whether or not, you know, it's okay. Though I actually, I want to build ball gowns. I want to start gender bending cosplays, but I want to do it. Ooh. I have these really great patterns now for these massive corseted ball gowns. And so like, I want to do a Captain America one, but I want to do it. I've seen people, I've seen people do that. Yeah. I've seen it done really well. I have never built a ball gown and so, or corset. So for me, it's like this really amazing challenge I want to take on. Ooh, corset is definitely a, yeah, I might end up throwing all of the corsets, let's be honest. There's some people that do them very well. Um, we'll I follow see. a few people on uh, Patreon, and she'll show you how to make, making, like, I took a class uh, to, like, learn how to make corsets out of leather, and it was this lady who used to uh, teach historical piece, like, like costuming, and it was phenomenal. Like, it was one of the best classes I've ever taken. This looks like Pac-Man. Hmm. Um, I forgot what I they cut from but they're just cool like if we wanted to decorate this totally looks like a pac-man trying to eat something that's too big for it okay i do love that i tried to eat your 3d printed twizzler that, i know i was like that's so funny where are these from these are amazing or pinterest the pinterest the pinterest is i want to look up stuff on the pinterest don't go down the rabbit hole, Pinterest. you'll never come back <laughs> you can never come back do you remember all dogs go to heaven sad movie that was my first movie ever in theaters what was your first movie ever in theaters jurassic park or mm, that i remember like i remember seeing jurassic park because i don't think we we weren't 13 yet and i remember bragging to like our next door neighbor kid that we got to see jurassic park in theaters and we weren't you know it was pg-13 we're exposed to but we're just so cool i love that but yet somehow my parents like let us watch like army of darkness and like i'm like hmm so what's like an early maker memory that you have like from your early little maker days i don't know i was homeschooled so like that was always like part of my normal like it was normal to like blow up your like you know stuff you're making in school for like science projects because <laughs> that's not something that like that's not like they don't have like shop or any of the hands-on like they don't have that stuff anymore if you're from the south they tell you you're not allowed to be in shop because you're a girl 
So what about, do you have any memory like of that? Because I always feel it was always just like, I did a interview with uh, Scott Hanselman and he was asking me about that. And I'm like, you know, that was, I don't think I knew exactly like what I was doing. Like if my parents always bought me like a new toy, I would always just take it apart. Like that was just that engineering mindset. Mm-hmm. I don't think I really knew what what that meant until maybe I was like older. I mean, I literally just found out what a maker was because of Mythbusters Jr. Like, I remember the kids asking me if I was going to go to a maker fair, and I was like, what is a maker fair? What? You never knew what that was? I had no idea. I mean, as an engineer, I go to housewares and engineering shows. I had no idea that making was a thing. It's just what I naturally do, kind of like what you were saying. And, uh, I mean, if I were to think back to, like, my childhood building days with my dad, you know, my dad was deployed a lot um, as a kid of two military parents. Uh, my mom stayed home, my dad deployed. And so when he was home, we would always be in the shop building things. And so like, I have memories of like being so small that my dad would pick me up and set me on an engine block. And I would sit there and then all of a sudden he'd be like, okay, put your hand in here. And he would hand me stuff and I would just pull it through. And it was like, I was that just was totally little, normal. Yeah. It was like my normal, my normal everyday thing. Like we would go and he'd be like working on compressors at dive shops or pulling like electrical through housing. And I would just be sitting there and I have the tiny hands. And I just put my tiny hand in and then like pull it out. And I remember actually I was on, we were on junior and we were doing the slinky car myth. And there was a moment that something fell into the engine block and I could slinky see Adam car. and he's like looking down into where it is. And I walked over and I was like, do you need tiny hands? held my hands up and he's like I I actually do and I like reached in and grabbed it and brought it back through you know and it's just one of those things that you know having the tiniest hands in the shop is useful but that's one of my earliest memories is just being tiny hands so I actually remember Alan Pan was like oh yeah I need my magic hands and I'm like what's a magic hand and he's I was like I have magic hands and he's like no no no, my magic hands and it was like those little tiny little helper hands is that what they're called magic hands helper hands they like hold circuits and you like solder oh Oh, yeah, it's a third, it's a hobby hand, a third hobby. Yeah, the ho- a third hand. Third hand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that hobby hand sounds like something people should say to get, but yes, helper hands. <laughs> I think it is called a hobby. Is it? That sounds dirty. I don't know. Hobby hands. Let's Google it. Again. <laughs> I think, I think he called it a helping hand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I like hobby hand. Hobby Creek helping hand. That's yeah. what I have. Hobby Creek helping hand. See, both are right. That's hilarious. So, so it's like the prop maker um, predicament. It's like if you ever saw a Farscape and the pulse pistol, you only see the electronics from one side because the uh, the electronics and the prop maker did not work together. Oh. So the electronics didn't fit in the gun. You know, as an engineer, that actually happens a lot too. Like when you're engineering big systems, if people aren't actually talking to you, there's fit up issues. I had that issue in my startup. Measure twice, go to Home Depot once. <laughs> or go to Home Depot seven times because you're me. It's like literally my mantra is how did I forget this again, Home Depot? You got this really cool like buying access CNC, which I'm like super jelly of and want to play with. Um, Tooling is so expensive. It is so expensive. So what's one tool that you have that you feel like everyone should have in their shop? Calipers. Calipers. Nice answer. I I even saw like I have my little travel bag that I always take with me. Yeah, that was me pushing the button. 
Okay. So I always have, um, I always bring my own solder because I really like the solder that I use. It's got a, a flux core, so it like flows really smooth. I always have calipers. I have my pink safety glasses. I have a solder sucker. What else? What is, is a solder sucker? I oh know the sucker my suit. god! What okay. is a solder? Sucker? So this is a uh, when you screw up tool. So when you're uh, so when soldering, you're soldering, this is your tool. <laughs> when you yeah, pretty much when you solder, um, you need to when you heat it back up to remove the solder. So it's got a silicone Ooh. tip, so it stands for high temperature, so you can really get into like the joints really well. I don't know. Just to, suck uh, out the solder? Yeah. I don't know how to say it without making it sound really dirty, but it, it's a really good sucker. Because this silicone tip, you can actually smush into like whatever part and it won't hit uh, heat or bend. When you buy like entry level solder kits, the, the tip is like hard. <laughs> can I push down on it? Yeah, yeah. See? Oh, so, so it's like a malleable little yes, sucker. Yes. It's nice. And, it's reminds me a little like focus on an ant. And it seriously will make a huge difference. And also I've got Lego stuff in here. I have these little uh, multimeter pockets. Maybe that's the game. Uh, what is in your bag? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of like the celebrity ones, we have these amazing maker bags that we should share what's in ours. I have my Proxmart, which is like RFID sniffer. I have like a mini like screwdriver. I did stop so carrying my- So you're cloning badges is what you're saying? You're just yeah, pretty much. When you're pretty much. That's what I did for my Tesla hack. <laughs> but I, I that was one thing, like I don't carry my Leatherman anymore. I've lost a few to TSA. So just sadness. I know. Which I also learned, my friend sent me a thing. He's like, dude, did you know you can buy stuff from TSA, like this lost item? I'm like, what? Wait, so they have a lost and found at TSA is what you're telling me? Yeah. And you can like buy them in like an auction. See, so they're purposely stealing our maker stuff. Yeah, I remember. I heard the guy is like, "Oh, I have. Uh, we got a few other like these, like my Leatherman." I'm like, mm, "Bet you do." But you got a lot of them, you meanie. I'm like, mm. I'm like, enjoy your new home, Leatherman. <laughs> that guy's hot. <laughs> It's also weird because I'm so used to like going to tech conferences and hacker things. I'm not I'm not used to being around kids or being a role model for like girls between like seven and fourteen. And that's that's just very different for me. So I'd like to know like how you kind of deal with like the kid fandom base like that. Cause it was so funny, like uh these kids from the show came up and they gave one gave Crystal a flower and then the little boy gave me a pine cone because he said it reminded him of a dinosaur like me. <laughs> and I'm like, What kind of dinosaur? I'm are like, you, Thanks, kid. Thanks, kid. But then I realized, and Crystal pointed out in the second episode, I wore this dragon dinosaur dress. Oh, and so when he loved dinosaur, he had a dinosaur on his shirt. And then, like, the back spikes were so all rainbow thing. colors for this T-Rex. It was really cute. So, Aww, so he meant... unicorn yeah, dinosaur. Yes, yes. I'm telling you. So, like, the fan base of that was, like... But I really... I just don't know sometimes how to talk to kids or that that mindset of... It's, a, it's an interesting question. So, like, I... I spent, I mean, through college and high school, I nannied, I coached Pop Warner cheerleading. My mom ran a daycare for a while after the military. So I've been around kids a lot. Uh, I'm also kid size, so that sometimes helps. Does not help when you have to reprimand them. They don't really take you seriously. Um, but what I find, honestly, with kids is I talk to them like they're humans. Like So that's what I do, too. Yeah, and, and they, they like that. They like to be able to feel like they're not being talked down to, that they're a peer. Um, and sometimes the answers they have are just incredible. Oh, uh, not but accurate. But incredible. Yeah, like the just the the mindset of how they think and how stuff works is yeah, I think that's yeah. really funny. 
That and then with kids, I tend to not give answers. I tend to ask questions. So when mm. they ask me something, I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. What do you think about it? And I kind of probe with them okay, to try that's... to get them to kind of explore it themselves. Because I think especially in today's environment, um, with Google being able to give an answer instantly, kids aren't being taught to critically think anymore. And so I feel like that's a gift that I can give um, is as a scientist, as a creative, as someone that's curious, teaching them that now natural curiosity and and getting them to start trusting, you know, their instincts and and realizing that it's okay for them to have answers too because I think kids are so often just like oh well, also this everyone else has to give them the answer. Yeah, you know? or this fear of failure or this fear of approval cuz like um so on Lego Masters like um like after after episode 5 like when we went home, we I wrote this entire article about like I always like preach that failure is not failure. It's just this iterative process to success. Mm -hmm. Like that is part of like the engineering process and I love it. But this was so different because it happened months ago and we knew I was literally, I'm like, I'm a time travel. I know the future, but 8 million people are going to watch it. And like, how do you say it's okay to fail or like, don't worry about someone else's opinion because if you did, you would never be where you are. Like if you don't ever... If you can't ever be a, like, think for yourself or be afraid of something that you're gonna fail, you're just never, you're never gonna come up with something creative. Like, you're never gonna step out of your little comfort zone. And it is like for girls, and I'm sure you know, it's like weird. You either can't be girly and be in tech or engineering. You can't, it's very divided and it's getting better. But even on the way over here, I think I was like talking about, I've had it like a driver before be like, oh, where are you an engineer? You're so pretty, you should be a model. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. Cause when I was in college, I made sure I didn't wear makeup or I wasn't girly. So I would be respected in this industry. So it's, it's funny. I've had someone try to hit on me by being like, oh yeah, I obviously knew you were an engineer because you totally don't look like one. And what does an engineer I, look like? That literally was the question that came to my mind. And instead I just kind of smiled and I said, well, you're the type of person I fight against every day. And what broke my heart in this moment was that this guy isn't just some random guy. This guy's a teacher and mm. a coach and he touches so many young children's minds especially male it's minds changing. he's teaching baseball and he's just it starts with this. it starts with the thing it starts with the thinkers like that it's it's literally your mindset of like what you think or your you stereotype and you know what does it take to break stereotypes i think it takes seeing it i think that's why it's so important for for kids and 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 adults to see different versions of the truth i think it's important for them to see different like viewpoints of what an engineer can look like what what a what a woman can look like what a person in a shop can look like like normalizing women in a shop is like a really big mission and so when we had junior for instance we were really lucky that we had six kids that all were very very distinctly different i gave a talk one time i think when i was in in rome at, at a tech conference and i was saying you know i was homeschooled we were the weird kids our mom drove a van like we were those kids and he said but by you saying you're weird you're 
classifying and like stereotyping yourself as this like weird kid. And I'm like, dude, no, like we were weird. Like, but he said weird by whose standards? And I'm like, I started to think about that. I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. Because to me, I, I didn't go to public school till I was in high school. So, and most people probably don't remember an experience where someone was like a kid was mean to them or they don't remember what they're wearing. Like I'll never forget the first time somebody told me something I was wearing was not cool. And it was like in high school and I went to public school and people were like, oh, I don't remember that. Cause I'm like, you probably grew up with it. But for me, I was like, oh, I don't know. It was a weird eye-opening moment. Like, oh, other people are watching or other people like, should I care about what they think? It's this, I'm like, I'm like, humans are weird. No, I get that. Like, I, like I grew up in the South and I tell people all the time that I had to grow up a closeted builder in the South. And the truth of the matter is, is like, I still remember being in elementary school and it was, I had gotten uh, a pixie bob, like, you know, posh spice, but way before. Oh my God. That, yeah, that's. <laughs> and I grew up with surfers and skaters and I had a bunch of the boys corner me one day and be like, you're not one of the boys. You need to stop trying to look like us and be like us because I was athletic and I did, I was a tomboy and I did like to build and I had a problem with, you know, the debutante South girls weren't a big fan of me. So then neither were the boys now. And it became one of these things that I got, I was terrified that people were going to keep saying that I just wanted to be a boy, that I went the opposite way and I hid everything I was like deep down inside. And I grew my hair out really long and I joined the cheerleading squad and I did everything that was what a girl was supposed to do in the South. And it wasn't until I was in college that I was able to refine who I was. And I still find myself not completely comfortable. Like I love flannel. I'm from the South. I'm a costume designer. I love flannel patterns. I'm Scottish for Christ's sake. Like I love tartans, but I cannot wear a flannel shirt without remembering ridicule as a kid of being called a lumberjack. Really? And yeah, and it's just something that I still wear them because I love my Scottish heritage more than I hate those those moments in my childhood, but I didn't as a kid. I ran away from it full-fledged. Like, I ran away from being a tomboy. I ran away from from embracing tartans and plaid. And Maybe you know, we just, when this is all done, suck. we should just go on a trip kids to be Scotland. Better. Be better, kids. Yes, we should. We should go to Scotland and find some beautiful tartans. I feel like, do even the girls wear these? They do. They wear these really beautiful, um, like, the, so the wedding gowns, they're really incredible because they wear a traditional wedding dress, but then your tartan is a sash. Yeah. And it's and like this, just this beautiful thing and you match. And then, you know, your husband, you're wearing the tartan of your new family, um, but your family will still be on your tartans. So does, uh, have you been to Scotland? I have several times. I was actually supposed to be going back and I was going to mm. be spending some time on the Scotch Trail, uh, as well as going to visit the Robertson clan land because we are one of the oldest still existing clans in Scotland. And so I wanted to go and, and visit the land and, you know, maybe meet some some family members and definitely pick up a bunch of tartans. I, but yeah, that's not, I, yeah, my, I was supposed to go to a, I had a hacker trip in uh, Budapest in Serbia and that, that got canceled as well. But, you know, I was going to Open Hardware Summit and in New York, and I got moved and pushed to uh, digital. And I was actually really impressed. I felt I got to go to more talks because in between when you go to talks at a conference, like you're hustling to get to the next room or you don't get to it because you stop and you see people. Like, I also felt I got everyone's social media. Like, I I don't know. I was actually... And you actually remembered it, right? Like, I, I'm always like, oh, I wrote it down somewhere. Where did I write down that person's social? Yes, I was actually really impressed with how quick they put everything together. Which, by the way, when you say the, the phrase, where did I write down that person's social? It sounds like you're stealing people's identities. But now that's uh, just our life. We literally... 
like I still remember like growing up I didn't have internet until I was in college Whoa. Um, never had internet in the home like I was one of the you know 30% of the nation still doesn't have internet in the home um, which I worry about those kids right now because they're at home, they're not in class, they can't stream. But I was one of those kids growing up, and like I still remember, like Why? you're not yeah. supposed to put your name because we couldn't afford it. Mm. Um, you're not supposed to put your name. You're not supposed to put like your real picture, your real age, like any of these things. And now suddenly, like our entire lives are like on the internet. So it's funny. It used to be like your parents would say, "Don't get in uh, cars with strangers. Don't talk to strangers. Don't do any of this." I'm like literally now. It's like. Call stranger to pick me up in my Uber to take me to meet my friends on the internet. Like, <laughs> you know, but it's so true. It is true. Like, I it's. I never thought about that. That is really funny. I'm like, this is how this is how we relate now. <laughs> okay, so there's one question that I'm going to ask everyone on the show, and that is, if you could have a superpower, what would it be, and why? Oh God. Um, I used, I always had like this inner argument with myself about like what superpower I could have. And it would either be, I always said like time travel because, or stopping time. Because if I think about whenever you ask people, like when they're working on a project, what do you wish you had more of? More money, more people on hands for this project, more materials, more what, like more knowledge. All of those things can be resolved with time. Like if you had an infinite life to learn how to like be an expert at something, how to make the, like time is the ultimate, I don't know. And I don't know necessarily time travel, but like just time, like the ability to manipulate it. You want one of the little like things that Hermione had, little time changer? I don't, you know. Time turner? <laughs> is that what it's called? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but I also think like. I don't know. Would you age though? Would you want to age? Yeah, would you, like, so I always think, would you want to live forever? What is it that I want to know? Do I want to know the knowledge? Because I also think of, like, if you could have, um, the other other thing is memory. And mm. I always think, I don't feel I'm very creative or artistic without the use of technology. And I've had people argue with me against that, and I'm like, well, it's not an insult to myself. I personally just feel uh, we as humans have crappy memory. And what is a computer? A computer has way more RAM than me. It has way more disk space than me. It it can computate and hold like you know equations for math or everything you do is at the grips of your like your hands when you have your phone. If I could have that like in my brain, I'm like it's like the full on knowledge like Indiana Jones have. style. <laughs> I know. I mean, Black Mirror shows that happening, right? Where it just I, you like turn it up on your eye and now suddenly you're rewatching it or. Which, I mean, as as a girl that's had heartbreak, I don't know that I want to be able to remember everything perfectly. Oh, but yeah. But I kind of like that the mind warps things. But I don't know. What about you? Do you have... I would want to be able to teleport. Kind of in that vein oh my of saving God. time. Like, yeah, I, just, I hate how much time it takes to get places. Granted, though, I really enjoy people watching. So it's kind of like, okay, if I'm no longer stuck in airports or on long drives, like, am I dedicating that time then to people watching. But is it also I, like the journey to get where yeah. you're going? So like so it like used... Double-edged sword, you know? You know, it used to be like, how did you travel somewhere? By boat, right? And I also, uh, when I went to Australia a couple of years ago for, um, gave, taught some workshops at the university there and the museum. Mm-hmm. And my flight, uh, there's one trip, round trip um, flight, direct flight from Dallas to... I guess Melbourne and then to Adelaide and it got canceled three times. So I was living at the airport for like three days. It was awful. It was terrible. And then they got me on a flight to like 
Melbourne and then I did a hop like I did do like two hopper planes and I finally I was the only uh, saving grace that got bumped up to first class and first class international was like living in like a pod like have you seen Wally? -E? it was like yeah. literally I just pushed the button and it would like lay me down and they're like what do you want for breakfast you just push the button and it like sits up and then your breakfast is there and do a pajamas turn down service <laughs> It was like a bar. Did they make you like get up there like, can you get up for a minute so I can turn no, down this? No, so when you like, would go put on your pajamas and brush your teeth and everything in the bathroom and shower, you come back and they turned down and they made your bed. What? It was, it was, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I was like, I swear, I'll get used to this Life now. goal. But I also lived at the airport for three days, so that was. That's true. Um, but on my final flight, I sat next to this guy. Oh, this is actually very ominous of this. And um, just end up talking. He's a, uh, he was talking, we we're talking about how to get like girls into STEM education. And he's asking why I was, you know, was coming to the States. And um, he has a young daughter and it just happened to be, I actually had a circuit playground in my bag from Adafruit. And so I gave it to him and they actually came to um, mod for the event. And she made this magic fairy wand to show me. And I was like, I feel like that's, I was meant to miss all those flights for that one that one moment. That one moment. And she that, could be like the future. Of yes, yes, yes. Because that's the thing about electronics. I feel a lot of times people don't understand the benefit or like, why do I need to learn this? Why do I need to learn soldering? Why do I need to learn, you know, circuits or logic or ground? Like, why do I need to learn that? But when you take something so simple and you apply it to like, uh, you know, she made it into a magic fairy wand or you apply it to something that you understand or is logical, it's very eye opening and it's like the gateway drug or something. <laughs> something like that. Dun, dun, dun. That's it for the Tinkering Bells. Episode number one is assembled and ready to go. Amy, I want to thank you for joining me for my first ever episode. And it is done. So now let's go cheers, y'all. We're going to have some fun. Ah. Wait, that wasn't fun. I want to thank you for choosing Tinkering Bells as your user's manual for all things Maker on a near-weekly basis. If you want to continue to hear more, don't forget to rate and review the show on your podcasting app of choice, as well as sharing it with your friends. Can't find us? Let me know at tinkeringbellsco at gmail.com. I look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, don't forget to keep making.